On today's episode of Locked On Lightning, we recap that crazy jet game. The Lightning go over the 100-point threshold for the seventh time in franchise history. It looks like things are starting to turn out. The playoffs are just right around the corner. We talk about all that and more, but first, let's play that music. Your Locked On Lightning, your daily podcast on the Tampa Bay Lightning. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And welcome to another episode of Locked On Lightning, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host, Adam Danker. Just like you for making this your first listen or your first watch if you're watching on YouTube of the day. We really appreciate all the support as always as the Lightning are in our third season uh, with this show uh, heading into the playoffs. I mean, what could we really ask for uh, to start off a show, uh, especially you know, a show such as this, uh, it, it really makes my job a lot easier What when this team plays well. And on today's episode, we talk about the Lightning just about 20 minutes ago, just wrapped up their game uh, against the Winnipeg Jets, winning 7-4 to four at Amelie, notching their 100th points of the year. That is a seven-time in franchise history. What a fantastic game. It really looked like things weren't going to get off to a smooth start and tonight with Winnipeg getting on the board early on but you know it's one of those things uh the Lightning are third in the league and come from behind wins where and I have heavily criticized that statistic uh numerous times throughout this year just because of the fact that really really what it came down to is that it always seems like they're playing from behind a lot of that has to do with the fact that they oftentimes give up the first goal of the game. And so let's look at this game. And it's and it's weird that if you look at the stats that the Lightning weren't leading all game. Uh, they were just completely outplaying Winnipeg for the most part. Really uh, just reaching the double-digit mark in shots in every period. Uh, where Winnipeg, the most they had in a period... Uh, was nine, uh, and then the other periods, first and third, uh, were five and four. So that's only 18 shots. So it's pretty incredible to think about it, that Winnipeg having 18 shots and only coming up with four goals uh, with Cummings, that's super efficient. Uh, and a team uh, capitalized on the opportunities that were given to them, one for one on the power play, whereas the Lightning had 37 uh, shots on net where they were one for two on the power play so not too bad not gonna fault i'm not gonna go crazy about that i'll take 50 percent on the uh any night really this was a game though and i stated with other games uh over the past couple of weeks uh mainly the dallas one where really Dallas and, and you know I haven't seen a whole ton of Winnipeg this year, uh, other than the only, other than the matchup kind of with them earlier in the year. But uh, really, it was what from what I it looked like Winnipeg is they're not going to make the playoffs. Let's face it, mathematically, really impossible. Wish for a lot of things to happen in the next week or so 
to really to get that, which I, I, I doubt it's going to happen. But it seems like oftentimes with teams that are pretty much out of, of playoff contention that they they start playing like playoff teams. I've seen it numerous times from numerous teams. Buffalo, uh, we'll see it next week uh, with Columbus and, and New York, where really these teams, they it, it's very strange, the game of hockey, how things play out on the ice. Where, and I think a lot of it has the fact that those teams that are pretty much out of it by now, those are the teams that clearly don't score a whole ton. Um, and, and they try to end the year on a good note, and the best way they could do that is play good defense, dominate puck possession, and you know that that is really playoff hockey to the T. And that is something that I said that the Lightning are going to have to get in the mode of doing, and, and playing physical is obviously one of those things that is incorporated to that equation. And, and oftentimes this year and and i have to to repeat this before someone takes it out of context is but it it seems like oftentimes this year the lightning have had their issues with teams that are overly too physical uh and what i mean by that is that there's sometimes where a team i I mean we've seen it with boston we've seen it with florida here and there uh uh, numerous teams other than that lightning will get on the ice against a team that plays very physical hockey will go out and punch them right in the mouth real quick and and, and the lightning almost don't know what to do with that and, and that is something that has at t- times caused issues for the lightning they've become too overwhelmed and 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 the other thing is that you know even if it the 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 moment might not call for it where you need to jump where one of the guys on the lightning, whether it be Maroon or we saw tonight, Corey Perry, uh, you know, he's known for playing physical, but at the same time, how many times have we seen Corey Perry fight this year? Really not much or if at, at, at all. So really I saw not only just very, for the most part, I mean, there were certain instances where the lightning, it almost seemed as if this game was going to, tilt fully in favor of the Jets you know there were certain times in this game where I really thought the Jets were going to end up winning 7-4 but what we saw from the Lightning tonight was very very comforting uh this is the type of play that the Lightning need to to carry uh into the playoffs with them and this is the only way that I believe regardless of who the Lightning play in the first round uh if they could play this way against any team whether it be Boston whether it be Florida, uh, I mean, I doubt they're going to play Florida at this time. They, a lot of things need to happen from now uh, until the next two weeks. Uh, for we, we need to have a complete monumental collapse, really, uh, when it comes down to uh, for that scenario to happen in the first round. But uh, for the Lightning to play Boston, for them to play the Rangers, for them to play Carolina or even Toronto, uh, regardless of who any of those teams that the Lightning play, they're going to have to go out and play like they did tonight, minus the 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 early goals here and there. I thought for the most part the Lightning played a very well very well played game. Uh, they were very technically sound. Uh, there wasn't too much to really complain about, but uh, really the one thing that I really was worried about early on was the the amount of physicality that Winnipeg was throwing their way, and it seemed like going into the third period was when the switch finally flipped for the lightning where they where they they kind of just weren't standing for it anymore uh 
and, and we really saw a different team out there, especially after two periods ending in, in ties. Uh, a couple of players we'll talk about in just a little bit. Alex Kloran having a fantastic night. Uh, pierre Edouard Belmar continues to impress me on a nightly basis, even if he doesn't get in the stat sheet. He's still a player that goes out there and contributes in the little small ways uh, that really you can't quantify in numbers. Uh, Nikita Kucherov keep doing, keeps doing the Nikita Kucherov thing, so we'll talk about that in the second segment. And, of course, Nicholas Paul picking up a goal tonight as well. So we'll talk about all of that uh, and more. But first, let's talk about our first sponsor of today's episode, and that is Built Bar. Now, with the Lightning heading into the playoffs, there's a lot of things that, you know, everyone has their own, their own, uh, their superstitions. I actually have a friend who he likes to keep candy to the side. And I think a lot of it has to do with the fact that he he grinds his teeth. And I was saying, hey, listen, the candy to the side. If you just need to eat something, eat Bilt Bar. It's super healthy. Only has 130 calories and four grams of sugar. So you'll feel that burst of energy, but you won't pay for it later on. Uh, and the best part about that is that they have tons of flavors to choose from. They got mint brownie, coconut, coconut almond. Uh, and the new one this month is white chocolate cookies and cream. And Built Bar lets you either pick a couple of flavors or mix and match. That's the best thing is that if you just want to try a couple of flavors to start off, you can. But if you just want to mix and match, just go diving into the pool head first. You go ahead and do that as well. So go to Built.com. Use promo code LOCK15 15% off your order. That's promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at Built.com. So if you're watching us on YouTube, you're sticking right here with us. And if you're listening on an audio platform, you're joining us back right now. So before we get into all the, the players that I mentioned previously, uh, just want a little reminder, please give us a follow on our social media pages at LO underscore lightning on Twitter, as well as locked on underscore lightning Instagram. Give us a follow on our YouTube page. If you haven't already, please subscribe and follow. Hit the notification bell. So as soon as uh, a new video or any new content drops, you'll be notified. I dropped a, a what we call is a locked on now where it's a little bit of an update the other day. I was talking about the lightning clinching a playoff spot this year officially. Uh, the the fifth straight year in which they have qualified for the NHL play, playoffs. So uh, it's just you know it, it's rolling here. You know the Lightning are are really it, it's this is the time of year that I was scared about most of all uh, when we were back in January or or even or or even December where I was saying listen the NHL season yes there's tons of games left at that point but at the end of the day you'll blink and it'll be April and we'll be sitting here hoping that the Lightning got their act together. And I have to say, you know, it, it's been an up and down road uh, for the Lightning as well as players on this team. I think, you know, it could have gone a whole lot worse. Uh, you know, we look at certain – some of the players on this team have played very well. Some of these guys have have really struggled throughout the year. Uh, Braden Point, it, it almost seems like, you know, he's had a 55-point year with 27 goals. Uh, only in 60 games. So, you know, he's having a very good year. Uh, he's one of those players that I think that, and I was saying this to someone tonight during the game, was that Braden Point is one of those players where you the he uh, something turns on in the playoffs. And that's 
the Braden point that we all love and have fallen in love with over the last couple of seasons. And that's the Braden point that I really thought we were going to see during the regular season. Obviously, injuries and, and things with COVID and things getting moved around, that kind of throws things out of whack. Uh, you know, I, I really hope we were going to see a 40-goal season out of Braden Point. He's done it before, so we know he's capable of it. But, uh, you know, who knows? Maybe he'll score goals over the next two weeks. You never know. He might go on an absolute tear. Uh, the one player that has continued to play well uh, over the last two years, especially, uh, has been Alex Kalorn. I mean, the guy is an absolute point machine. Even if he's not scoring goals, which he's kind of slowed down a little bit, uh, he he had two taken away from him last night, uh, two nights ago, excuse me, uh, because of video review. Uh, but he got another one back tonight, and uh, he has you know he has fifty four points on the season, just an absolute point getter. One of those guys where even if he's not scoring goals, he's still involved in the play. Really, a big focal point of the offensive production of this team. Steven Stamkos, uh, really the leader of this team. We all know that by now. Uh, 84 points on the season, 33 goals, 74 games. Just fantastic season. I mean, really, you couldn't have asked for anything more out of Stammer. Uh, for the most part, he's he's played uh, an injury-free season, which we haven't had the luxury of seeing from him over the last couple of years. Everybody knows what happened right in the 2019-2020 season, missing most of it doing an injury kind of the playoffs hurting himself in training right as they were going to jump into the bubble we don't see him in, and now the lightning are forced to, to go through an entire place to get to the finals without their captain and then fast forward to game three comes in plays about four minutes scores that incredible goal Dallas. fast forward to next last year uh up and down year struggling with injury uh you know just you're starting to see the frustration set in you're starting to hear here and there. I even mentioned it on here on the pod if you were with us last year. If you haven't, go back and listen to some of those episodes. Uh, I even started to talk about if the Lightning don't win the Cup this year or if they do, regardless of what happens. Over the next season and a half, do we start having the conversation about Steven Stamkos? And don't get me wrong, he is a vital part of this organization and, and the absolute face of it. But at the same time, you know, the, the organization has to start to look in the direction of the future and see, you know, wait, start to weigh their options. Stamkos comes back at this offseason, works his butt off in the gym, comes back, boom, 74, 74 games played with 33 goals, just absolutely went on a tear to begin the season. And that's really all you could ask for. And I think his production really has been the reason why that, this team was able to 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 tread water almost while Nikita Kucherov missed basically large sporadic points of the season. Uh, 39 games played for Kuch, 16 goals with 47 points. Uh, and, and the scary thing with Kucherov, and if you didn't catch those numbers real quick, 16 goals and 39 games with 47 points. Imagine what that looks like with 74 games played. I'll let the math people uh, figure that one out. But the guy, the talent is just unbelievable. I mean, you saw it in this game tonight. Uh, his ability to do 
seemingly at times anything he wants. Anything the guy wants. And and it, it just sucks because imagine where this team would be if Cooch had 74 games underneath his belt. Imagine where this team would be if Braden Point had 74 games at least underneath his belt. Uh, uh, you know, it, it really is one of the, you know, I hate to play the if game, but man, if this team was just healthy, healthy, like, like a middle games here and there, that's fine. But missing 20 games, 15 games here and there, you know, it, one has to wonder, would John Cooper have played Andre Vasilevsky so many games? And I know that's, you know, you don't want to play that that if game I said, but you got to look at the last couple of weeks. Uh, Vasilevsky, one in four in his last five games played. 58 games, 58 games played. And, and you also look at what happened the other night where Vasilevsky gives up a couple of goals, three in the second period, gets pulled. Brian Elliott coming off a shutout against Buffalo comes in completely unstoppable the rest of the game. Not saying there's any decline in Vasilevsky, absolutely not. This is strictly fatigue. I mean, we could all see it, uh, his body language. That's not the body language of someone that is has a bad attitude or or is is hanging their head. That's the attitude, that's the body language of someone that is just exhausted. And I think a lot of that has to do the the usage has to do with a lot of the injuries that happened this year. Also, with the fact that I think John Cooper felt that all right, some some somewhat shortened season last year. Um, he's still young. He's still a young player. He's still in the and obviously in in the prime of his career, and he will be for. I would say maybe five, six more years until you start to see a set, a little bit of a decline. But I, you know, it's one of those things and where I think with, especially with a coach and a player, because I'm sure he asked Basileski, what do you think is your sweet spot? Um, but you got to think long-term. You really got to think long-term with that. And I don't think John Cooper took that into account. And listen, we're not going to kill him for it. The lightning are, Going into the playoffs, 100 points, like I said, on the season. And really just a fantastic night. Just a really, if if I had to use one word to to sum up tonight's win against Winnipeg, because like I said before, Winnipeg, yes, they're, they're for the most part out of it. So things have to really move around for them in the West for them to even possibly even be on the fence of getting in. And teams like that this late in the season tend to be very tough to play against, very tough. Um, and the Lightning showed resilience. And really, that's the word you could have to sum it up with. Uh, tonight's win was the Lightning were resilient. The Lightning went out there. They played their game. They played tough, hard-nosed hockey. And that's something that we really have not seen consistently from this team. And I think that that is something that I'm sure that will be relayed to the team from John Cooper tonight when, and, and especially over the next week 
uh, as they continue to play against tough teams. You got Toronto this week. You got Florida next Sunday. Uh, and, and really, you need to keep pushing. You need to keep playing that brand of hockey that won you the game tonight. And, and I don't mind if the Lightning uh, take a bunch, bunch of penalties, uh, especially for, for roughing and interference, stupid stuff like that where the, 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 the refs like to call that to kind of settle the game down. And we'll probably see a, a couple of those calls in that Florida game. And so really, I, as long as the Lightning are playing physical hockey, as long as they went out there and, and did not get bullied around, I think this team, at the end of the day, talent will win out. Experience will win out. You have a well-rested goaltender, hopefully, but by the first uh, round of the playoffs. I think um, going forward, I really think that Cooper is gonna is really going to watch Vasilevsky and pick his spots. And, and I said all along, heading into this month, is that that's what needed to happen. Uh, so they got Detroit coming up on on Tuesday. That's their next game uh, on the 19th at home, 7 o'clock start. And really, um, they just got the, the crap kicked in by, by the Rangers by them. Another team that I, you know, if the chips fall in a certain way over the next two weeks, when I, I might have to be sitting here talking about how, uh, you know, the Lightning are gearing up to face the Rangers, which team... I don't think they're more talented than the, than the Lightning, but they're not a team that I'm looking to play. I think, like I said, and I said this on the Lockdown NHL show to my co-host Chris Maselli, and he looked at me as if I had seven heads. The best matchup for the Tampa Bay Lightning right now is their opponent this upcoming Thursday, and then it's the Toronto Maple Leafs. Uh, drop a comment down below. L let me know wh who would you like to see the Lightning play because I – I don't. If you look at the other teams, really, I mean, who else is there that you really are confident about the Lightning pull, going out on top in a seven-game series? Not, not many. Uh, so we'll talk about a little bit of that, what to expect in the next week. But first, I want to talk about our last sponsor of the day, and that is BetOnline.net. BetOnline.net is your number one source for all your your betting stats and sports info find all the latest sports developments league reviews and news including this year's playoff playoffs in the nba and the nhl of course as well as major league baseball i've been putting in a ton of bets uh on baseball just you know i might as well just order my pete rose shirt now since i'm betting on baseball so much so head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action bet online where the game starts so as always if you're watching on youtube you're staying right here for the wrap-up of the show and and if you are following on spotify or google play or itunes or wherever you listen to our audio form of this you're coming back right now and um yeah uh so good win tonight by the lightning they have a couple of tough opponents this upcoming week like i said before the break we got detroit we got on Thursday, and then you got Nashville, a team that is very, very strange team. I've seen a couple of their games this year, other than the times that they've played the Lightning. First in the wild card spot in the West, uh, not a lot of room separates them. Not a lot of room separates them in Dallas and Vegas. Uh, 
those teams are pretty much separated by two points each. So potential playoff team, we'll see. Uh, 6-3-1 and one in their last 10. Uh, so they are playing good hockey. Uh, and, and that game will be at Amelie where this year on the road, uh, Nashville has kind of faltered. Uh, 19, 14, and, and, and five, uh, not, not terrible, but the reason why they're, they are in the wild card spot, uh, and, and why Dallas, who we just saw, uh, is right on their heels. So, uh, going back just to, uh, my point that I feel like I'm at this point beating a dead horse, uh, just with the whole Vasilevsky talk with the, with the. With, with playing him so much, like I said uh, before, on the verge, if he were to play two more games of 60 games played on the season. And, and that is something that is a little troubling in a way. I, I mean, if he was playing, if we're talking about him just having a fantastic year, just really just on the verge of having a Vezina type season, that is fine. But if you want to look at his past, Vasilevsky has never, he's only played more than 55 games once in his entire career. Uh, he played 65 games in the 2017, 2018 season uh, in, in which he went 44, 17 and three with a save percentage of 9-2-0 and a goals against average of 2.69. So really, how does that compare to his numbers this year? The the save percentage is a little better back in 2017-18. Uh, only three point, uh, a tenth of a point higher. Really not much. Uh, and, and if you look at, at the goals against average, uh, better. So really what it comes down to, and, and Vasilevsky, obviously, if, if you look at the shots he has faced, uh, totally lopsided. Not as much this year, almost th- pretty much 3,000, 300 less, excuse me, 300 less now than what he faced back then. And what it really came down to for me, just looking at those numbers, is that opposing teams don't need to pepper Vazzy with shots. Uh, we've spoke about it numerous times on this show that really the, the game plan for teams is to not shoot as many shots as you can because that's just only going to get him better, and he gets better. He gets better with every shot. There's goal, Every goaltender is different. There's goaltenders that, that the more shots they take, they face, the better they get over time. Uh, the less shots they take, they get better over time and vice versa. Um, so with Vasilevsky, he he he's a shot monster. He loves to eat them up. Um, and, and that just shows teams are just taking better shots against some high-quality shots. Uh, the game plan, really, I mean, you could see with all these teams the last couple of weeks, even tonight in certain moments. Uh, well, not tonight because Elliot played, who, by the way, played a very good game, all things considered. Uh, he played a very tough team. Uh, the Lightning did really do a lot of – help them a lot here and there. So, you know, they need to do a better job on that. We've spoken about that numerous times. If you haven't 
heard me talk about it, go ahead and look, listen back to other episodes. But with Vasilevsky, I mean, really, the, the game plan is pick your moments, pick your spots, get the puck in close. Uh, don't be afraid to skate up to him on the doorstep. He's a he's a big guy, but he he you could expose him for some of the holes that he has down there. And I think that's what teams are doing a lot more this year. And that's why, you know, not nastic, but that's why the, the save percentage isn't as high now as it was back then. And, uh, you know, the what you're starting to see now is kind of some of a lot of it. Part of it has to do also with that mental fatigue. So, you know, it, it's a bad combination. Uh, teams are really doing a lot of good things out there in front of Vasilevsky. If he, if he was an opposing goaltender, Lightning had to face him. That's definitely something that, that I would advise uh, our boys to do. But uh, a lot of it also has to do with the fact that uh, Ryan McDonough was out for an extended period of time. Uh, believe it or not, when McDonough's out, it, it almost seems as if this defensive core is somewhat out of whack. Um, and, and it really falls on the shoulders of, of Victor Hedman, which I very much hope and I doubt because this isn't, really what we see from the game of hockey and we'll wrap things up there is that for the most part you really don't have a minutes uh you know threshold in which you don't want the uh headman to get above but i think over these next couple of weeks i think that maybe cooper uh should scale it back just a teeny bit just a teeny bit uh you don't you don't want you don't want your stallion to to run a lot of miles in the last couple of weeks. That's not something that we want to see out of him. Even though it, it's a, it's a game plan that that works and is something that we really are expected to see from him, it's not something I want to see going forward. So uh, he he is he's been over the twenty five uh, minute mark uh, four out of his last five games. Uh, the early night in which he didn't hit the 25-minute mark of ice time uh, was that Buffalo game, which, I mean, he didn't need to play that many minutes. That was a that was a 5 nothing win. I mean, you don't need your top defenseman. And I think that was a good opportunity for uh, for uh, Cooper to get him off the ice and give him some much-needed rest uh, and really limit um, his ice time. So we'll monitor all of that because I really think that's what's going to be the rest couple of weeks. And that might be a little bit boring, what we saw tonight was very encouraging. I think that all they need to do is just replicate that in every single game, regardless of the situations. Uh, go out there and play tough physical hockey because that's where you're doing center of the time once the playoffs start. Uh, give Vasilevsky some rest. Allow Elliott to play maybe half of the games left. I don't have a problem with that. Uh, some of the ice time for some of the guys that are out there, most notably Victor Hedman. And we'll be back tomorrow to discuss some of the games uh, and, and if there's any news left to discuss. I mean, we'll talk about some other things that I saw that were in this game as well as some players who are really starting to put it together. The Alex Kalorans, Andre Plart is starting to get there. Nick Paul has just continued to uh, impress me since he's come here, uh, since the trade deadline. And once again, go ahead and like it, subscribe to the pod, follow us wherever podcasts are distributed. Give us a follow on YouTube as well. So that give give us a thumbs up and hit that notification bell as you will be notified as soon as pods will drop on YouTube. So that's been it for today's episode of Locked on Lightning, part of Locked on Podcast Network. I'm your host, Adam Tanker. I'll talk to you in the next one.